0: Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio here with Lauren Southern, who continues, in fact, her tour of the disaster centers of Europe. Now clocking in, in Germany, you were there for the G20, which seems to be the number of Molotov cocktails certain groups can toss every minute. Uh, so what, what status? How How is the land of wine and song these days?
1: Well, from what I've heard, it's starting to calm down because the G20 just ended. But uh, they're going to have to recover a lot because over the past few days the whole town has been on fire cars on fire stores being looted like there's actual looting going on all over the place there people being attacked in the streets just utter insanity the police actually lost control of the city and they were bringing in like special forces from germany and i i under really underestimated the black block in Germany because it was like looking at an army. I don't know if anyone has ever seen that scene from Lord of the Rings where you have them look down from the Tower of Isengard at the army of orcs. Like it was a black block that literally looked like that. There are pictures. I'm sure you can put them up. Fun. Um, it was utter insanity in Germany. I had never seen anything like it.
0: No, and I've heard, of course, the the um, anti-fascist movement, as it's so called, has been around there since the turn of the last century, they have a pretty big groundswell movement. And the German listeners to my show have emailed me and said, man, I mean, you think uh, the Antifa in um, California is bad, man. You should see how much control of the streets and the discourse they have in Germany. And uh, I guess that was a whole other level for you, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. Like, I knew it was worse in Europe, but... I didn't think it was so bad. I mean, I'm sure you've seen my video that I've done on the topic now. I didn't think it was so bad that like they would literally beat up people that were seen walking in my vicinity. Like I didn't think it would be that insane, but it was. Let's let's
0: hear a little bit about that and we'll link to your videos below. But um, So you you landed with some people, you met some people, and then you were targeted of course that they were tracking you in a sort of creepy eye in the sky kind of way across. Uh, the, the landscape, but uh, people who were just standing near you in photographs were also uh, targeted and actually attacked, right?
1: Right. Well, the first day I did a little bit of reporting, I was actually going to do a video on it, but things got a bit too busy. The first day was kind of like a weird rave party that they had going down. There was ten to 20,000 uh, millennial people from Hamburg that were just raving down the streets with techno beats and just repeating the whole rave was planned by antifa though so you would have just it was kind of sickening to watch because it would just be these techno beats and chanting into the microphones of no nation no borders and all the people that were raving were just repeating the mantra back like anti-capitalism down with capitalism so it was just like the most absolute degenerate hypnotizing indoctrination you've seen in your entire life it was fascinating to watch but that kind of threw me off my guard because the next day uh I went out and I just wasn't even I was in a big rush ran out the door and I didn't realize I was wearing a shirt that one of my friends from the identitarian groups had given. and I just got to the protest I ran into a few list there Ludowski Tim Poole, and I was like with them they knew where the stories would be they knew what was going to be going on and some guy ran up to me and started screaming in my face and I was like what is going on what is going on like I don't speak German right and I look down and I'm like oh my god it's the shirt I'm wearing so I ran to a washroom and t- flipped it inside out and I was like okay we're good that's the end of story like I'm not going to have any other problems today I've got sunglasses on hat on we're good uh But then I saw a group of mainstream media journalists all standing around staring at me, kind of laughing, and it turned out that that group of mainstream media journalists included one guy who takes photos and writes articles for one of the biggest papers in Germany, Zeit, and he had tweeted my photo out, including a few other people, to the Antifa info twitter and was tweeting it at all them saying there are fascists here there are nazis here you know what to do kind of thing oh and by the way she changed her shirt like he was telling antifa i had changed my shirt and this was a mainstream media journalist so it wouldn't have been a problem i would have been totally safe if it weren't for this kind of collusion between antifa and the mainstream media and uh in hamburg and from that point on I was a target and I had to run to a bar and hide in there and try to find a way out uh, of this kind of zone because everyone was going up on everyone's phones and they're just looking at these photos, looking for us because there were fascists in the area. Uh, and I'll just uh, jump through this story real quick. But basically what happened is I just left there as quick as I could, because I knew I couldn't stay or I'd be hurt severely. The other guys I figured would be totally fine, but it turned out that they became targets just for standing near me. One guy, Didn't even know him. He was just walking in front of me. I've seen him once or twice at other events. He got beat up. And then another guy, a journalist, I believe from heavy.com was standing beside the guy who was in a photo with me. He got beat up and there's a video of him online on heavy.com and he's got his hands in the air. He's on the ground. I've never seen anything like it. He's on the ground with his hands in the air saying, I'm not a Nazi. I'm not a Nazi, like begging with these people that are hitting him and beating him and, uh, they're just yelling at him you're a nazi you're a fascist and he's just begging like please don't beat me and they're running out of there and uh, these guys were beaten basically just for being seen in a photo with me it was Lukerdowski this one german reporter i don't know and another reporter for heavy.com that i don't know that were beaten because of <laughs> cuz they were seen in a photo with me and well, because it is, of it is this amazing.
0: mainstream media journalist. I mean, I, I can't imagine what kind of mindset, Lauren, it would take when you're vastly outnumbering a minority, particularly in Germany, and you're unleashing physical violence against that minority. I mean, it's not like people with your perspective or my perspective are exactly a majority in Germany. So you've got a targeted minority in Germany being beaten in the streets by people dressed all in black or dressed in a particular kind of uniform. How much lack of self-awareness does it take to think maybe just maybe we have become what we despise?
1: Yeah, no kidding. And you know what? This is the thing. Like I can, I, 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 for one, I'm not a victim. I got out of there. I am totally okay. It was a freaky situation, but what I feel bad for is the people that live there because I messaged a few of the identitarians uh, from the area. And I was like, this just happened to me. This is insane. I can't believe this. And they were like, like, are you kidding? That's nothing. Like my friend who, uh, Martin Zellner, he's the leader of the Austrian uh, chapter of the Generation Identity. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, my parents were pretty mad when they burned down our car. And I was like, wait, what? Like, he just said that nonchalant. He's like, yeah, they burned our car and they were pretty mad. But we get over these things. We're stronger. They can't censor your opinions. But that's just like something he said in a regular sentence. Like, it's not a big deal. It happens all the time to them. Another guy message that was in the Hamburg area. He was saying, like, oh, yeah, they have my photo and they're tracking me down all the time. Like, can you imagine living the way I was in that video on a day-to-day basis? Like, that was nothing. Just being stalked in a bar and being scared to leave and having my shutters closed because I didn't want people to see me. And, like, I was literally wearing a burka going to the airport because we were so worried about people recognizing me. But these people that are right-wing in Germany, especially Hamburg, they're living this on a daily basis. And, I, I mean, if you have any questions, feel free to jump in but I think the scariest part was that when we were when I was walking away from the area um, my location was being tweeted out wherever I was and I was away from the black block I wasn't near them all the black block were in one area yet they still knew where I was so this was normal civilians that were just walking by reporting my location to the black block It's, it's like a communist country where you don't know if the person you're going into a shop to beg for a taxi is going to report your location to the Black Block. In fact, I did that uh, with one person, and I took the taxi back to that area because I needed to pick something up, and there were a bunch of antifa outside the shop where I had asked the lady for the taxi, so I don't know if she reported me to the Black Block, right? So imagine being one of these right-wing people in Germany and every day not knowing who's going to send your location to have you beat up, not knowing if your home's going to be destroyed, which happens all the time there, if you're going to get stabbed in a back alleyway, if Your family is going to be hurt because apparently it doesn't matter. Even just people I don't know that are standing near me will get injured. It's uh, utter insanity. It is. And they can't control it.
0: Okay. So you mentioned that as well um, uh, outside of this particular conversation, Lauren. You were talking about how it really seemed to you, and, and I think there's pretty good evidence that this is the case, that the police lost control of the city that basically it was, you know, the worst cliches about anarchy and it's like a war zone and, and looking at the videos of people driving around and these poles of smoke and running and, and, and throwing bricks and people fleeing. I mean, this is like a, not like a war zone. It seems it is a war zone.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it really made me wonder, like that was because even on the first day that I was there and I was able to do proper reporting, the police backed off on the partiers and Antifa that day as well. I think their biggest fear was there were like 20,000 of them and they didn't want to fire the water cannons or instigate them. So they just said, fine, you can have the streets. We don't care. Like, we're just going to leave you alone so it doesn't create like a riot, right? And what did they do that night? They, the streets were just covered in litter and they were sitting around drinking and saying smash capitalism with music. What did they do when they gained the streets the next day violently? They just set things on fire, looted stores, and beat people. What is their end game? What does it look like when Antifa is has their streets? What does it look like when they destroy the man? Like not so freaking good. What is their end game? That's the real question. Uh, well, among many others, but it it's very it's it was very apocalyptic like, and I, I feel bad for underestimating it. And one of the scary parts is. All the fake news that was going on. Shep Smith from Fox News said these were just peaceful protesters. They were saying they were just anti-globalization marchers. Like all of the West seems to not understand how bad it is in Europe now. And the reporters that I was talking to as well that were there, they were telling me, "Eh, we'll stay here for a little bit." But Americans, American media, they don't care to buy this stuff. They don't care about what's going on in Europe. If a if a Trump supporter gets punched. Uh, or a Hillary supporter gets punched in a street in New York, that'll be bigger news than the entire city of Hamburg being on fire. Like for some reason, the West or America doesn't care about, the state of Europe, even though it's coming for them too. They can't see that that is going to be America. Well, I mean,
0: I I think uh, to, to sort of zero in a little bit, Lauren, I would argue that it's the leftist media in the United States and even outside of Europe. The leftist media in Europe is assumed, but it's the leftist media don't want to reveal the feral violence of the extreme left. Uh, and and mm-hmm. so they want to cover this kind of stuff up. Obviously, if they were right, quote, right-wing people or just non-leftist rioting and attacking people and, and chasing people down and so on, the media would be all over it because then they can use that to, you know, demonize anyone on the right, all the Republicans and so on. But because it's leftist violence, it's automatically going to be covered up by uh, by the media.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy because... It gives you a vision of what it looks like once the left does solidify their power, because I think we've got this kind of view in our heads right now. It's like the right is winning. We're going to be OK. But the left there, once they've got power, they've held it for a long time and they've suppressed all free speech. Like you can't talk there. I was trying to watch YouTube videos from some of the skeptic community online in Germany. I couldn't. It just said, this user is not available in this country. This user is blocked in this country. When I was trying to read tweets from certain right-wing accounts on Twitter, uh, you you are going to be shut down by uh, the black block in the streets. The media are going to tweet out your location. The government isn't going to help you or support you legally. Like They'll kill people if they want to. And this isn't a first-world country. So it is possible. It is still possible that the left could gain that much power in America. It is still possible they could gain that much power in Canada, and that could become the new normal. So... When we talk about things like the importance of free speech, the importance of opposing Antifa right now while they're still small, while we still have these rights and values. like The reason we fight so hard and seem so ridiculous online with how crazy we go is because we know now, well, I certainly know what it looks like when you lose these. We know historically, from historical examples, what it looks like when you lose these
0: things. Oh, I mean, to me, there's no question that uh, people like myself would, would be targeted if the left gained significant uh, power. I mean, the left has been violent and has always been violent. I mean, the, the American essentially Assassinations of American presidents almost always come from the left. Uh, There was a leftist uh, extremist anarchist who fired the first shot that started the ball rolling towards World War I. We've got 100 million dead from communism just in the 20th century alone. Uh, There is no pile of bones too big to slow their will. Uh, And so the fact that the hard left in in Europe is is violent, it's like they're they're very clearly signaling the kind of society that they want, the kind of Mm -hmm. society that they want. Ruth Russian style and uh for who value things speak free in the uh, well that to me is is if it's an unbelievably terrible fate
1: and uh, yeah <laughs> exactly and i'm at this point where i i don't know what to do because how do we react it, it's getting really really tiresome for me to just say like oh i was attacked i was attacked i was attacked right it's like what am i supposed to do am i uh, like punch back i don't honestly this is the thing at least i can say if i punch an antifa if i punch a black block i don't think anyone will blame me on <laughs> like, the free game to do that but like seriously what do we do at this point do we seriously get the right-wing death squads out like what do we do how do we push back against like these violent mobs of people that the government won't protect us from It's without stooping to their level, you know, and it's, I don't know. I don't know if you have an answer for that because I'm, I've just been left in thought the last few days. Like they're hurting people. I don't know. They're hurting friends of mine. They're trying to hurt me. They probably would kill me if they got me in an alley alone in Hamburg. Like no, no doubt, no doubt. They probably would. So you can't even have a weapon there to defend yourself. You can't have pepper spray to defend yourself. (laughs) What are you supposed to do? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean,
0: I still think that we're in the place and we have this communications apparatus that allows you and I and then hundreds of thousands of people to watch these conversations. You know, keep turning on the light, keep making uh, arguments, uh, but... Um I'm perfectly willing to have arguments and debates with leftists, but uh, yeah, the moment the mace starts coming out, the moment the brass knuckles and the the bricks start coming out, uh, well, that that part of the argument definitely can not sustain itself, and you're right, I mean, of course, Europe has been, to a large degree, uh, defanged, de-armed, people don't have really the right of self-defense, because they have to rely on a government and a police force that seems to be there to police the least violent people, the most reasonable people are the ones who get policed the most.
1: They were firing the water cannons at uh, this German reporter and Lou Kradowski when they were running away from the Black Bloc that were trying to attack them. It's like, what? And the police refused to help them. They refused to do anything about it. They, they. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, the German police is a little better, but I'm sure you've seen the British police where crowds of them are running out of no-go zones, crowds of them are running away from uh, terrorists with hatchets. It's... Uh, they're so incompetent and useless. So, well, I mean, um, the biggest thing...
0: Sorry to interrupt, but, but just a sort of a basic uh, rational calculation. You know, if you're a policeman and you're probably disarmed or underarmed and you've got, you know, a thousand people on one side and you've got... right. 12 people on the other side, I mean, who are you going to arrest? You want to wade into the 1,000 people that you know are very violent, and the arrest may not end there because then you're the guy who's beating up the leftists, which is like, you know, poking the, the the mafia girl on her wedding day or something, you know, and then your location as a policeman is going to get tweeted out. And, like, it would have to be a wholesale, you know, uh, scoop, and, and just everybody who's involved, who's done anything illegal, scoop them up. You'd have to, I mean... Because the way it stands right now, I mean, just from a sheer survival standpoint, and I have to live here standpoint, sure, you're going to target the foreigners who are reasonable. And everybody knows the right is targeted because it's more reasonable, whereas the left is going to escalate Mm -hmm. and make your life, uh, well, hell itself.
1: Mm -hmm. And that was another interesting thing I was told while I was there by some of the locals. They were saying, like, (laughs) you don't understand, Lauren, like police officers are part of the black bloc. Like police officers, despite being the ones that are often attacked by them, there are members of the police and members of the government that are a part of this radical terrorist organization. That's how deeply embedded it is. Um, (laughs) It's it's utterly insane. Like, can you can you imagine if we had crowds the size of armies of Antifa going to the streets of New York? How do you think Trump would react to that? Like, how do you think our like the American government would react to that? The fact that it's been going on for so long in Germany, and that's just been their normal for ages, ages. That that's just their normal is utterly mind-boggling to me.
0: You also were talking in one of your uh, one of your videos, Lauren, about you know you and and uh, the other reporters out there were hoping to do some live streaming and and you know stuff on the ground as it's happening. You had to get, you had to show your passports to get a tiny fragment of data. How on earth does the German government have so much control over the cell phone companies that that you have to get a permit to broadcast from a live event?
1: Right. it's it, You have to share your passport, do a whole ID check, and you just get like 1.5 gigabytes. It's like nothing. And they passed that law for the G20. Uh, and apparently they're keeping it in. So it's like you can't get cell phone. Oh, and not only that, the day we got there, not the day we got there, but before we got there, they had just banned Uber as well. So it was difficult to get anywhere as well. They're just cracking down more and more and more on freedoms uh capitalistic freedoms and it was like impossible for us to get around impossible for us to do our jobs everything because the government had cracked down so much yet while they're controlling this aspect these radicals have free reign they can do anything they want the black blocker people have just accepted it but no you can't get in your uber you can't have your cell phone data that's too dangerous (laughs) that is (laughs) we're going to spend all our energy on that not this literal army that could potentially has taken a city like they have a they have an army that has literally taken a city over control and they're worried about data and they're worried about Uber it is madness
0: well this is this is the strange thing and I I don't know I mean I I know what you mean about this like what do we do and and what's next and you know, yeah. when you have the media and, and the academics and the, the entertainment media, and like the mainstream media, the entertainment media, you've got the government, you've got the police, and, and they all seem to be focused either ideologically on supporting the extreme left or they're sort of making this rational calculation you know well the extreme mm-hmm. left is more dangerous they, they you know they're, they they're more in your face they they can destabilize things more they're more willing to use violence so we're going to appease them and at what point does the right say okay well the conversation is done because everyone in society is simply trying to appease the most aggressive so maybe not mm-hmm. being aggressive isn't going to work for us anymore
1: and that's the thing, like, I do not want to promote violence from right wing people like my my I don't want to be the person that causes a right winger to go shoot a place that would be horrible, that would be an awful thing to happen. And I don't want people on the right to snap and hurt people. But it's like, you got to fight back at some point. That's why kind of like the Battle of Berkeley thing. I was like, yes yes, you fought back. You fought the bad guys back, the guys that wanted to hurt you. And I think that is completely moral. I still like, I don't think in Germany, I can't, I can't blame any right wingers there for not trying to go out in the streets and battle the black bloc That's 20, 30,000 strong. Right. But I mean, I really don't mind people on the right fighting back. Self-defense is a, completely within people's rights. Never be the first to throw a punch, but always be the last.
0: And it is funny, too, because this is part of the whole bigger question about the welfare state and so on, because a lot of the people that I see, I can't really imagine that they have a lot of big jobs to get up to and go to in the morning. Where are they getting their resources?
1: Mm -hmm. It's, It's a really good question, and I assume it's all funded. I mean, I heard there was a media company there. They were telling me about media companies there that unicorn media or something. It's literally an anti Antifa news network that's funded and supported and has their live stream going. So it's, it's like an entire, it's an entire funded organization an army that's very well established. I don't know where their funding comes from. I think it would be very interesting for people to look into that and figure that out because uh, I think you could find some, probably find some scary stuff, uncover some scary stuff there.
0: Well, and I did see some videos of sort of looting and the, the usual kind of going through the electronic store and, and grabbing everything with a with a white box or, or any box for that matter. And people are like, wow, they're looters. It's like, you know, some of them are communists, right? Communism is looting. It is the violation of property rights. It is theft. And people seem to be surprised that the people who believe in theft as the basis for society might just be stealing stuff.
1: Precisely. Uh- they believe in theft from other people, not from themselves. <laughs> it, it really got me thinking, especially when I saw the first rally I went to where they were all just rolling around on the ground in their Antifa flags, pissed drunk. I was like, no one here is getting onto a loudspeaker and saying, viva la revolution. We've taken down the proletariat now to start the bread lines and starting up a beautiful community where they had food ready for everyone, where they had were giving away the housing. No, it was a mad Dash for It it was all this Hedonism It was a mad dash For me first I want to get drunk and do this right now and take drugs on the street and listen to music. It's all about me, me, me. I want that electronic. I'm going to go get that. None of these communists are about how can I help other people around me. It's all about selfishness. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Are you, are you saying that these these guys aren't sitting there figuring out how to best set up a collectively owned worker-operated <laughs> factory uh, to produce wonderful benefits and goods for the proletariat? Uh, is, is that not their thing? They just want to, like, throw bricks at people, get drunk, and grab an iPhone? Is is that, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now what is Ray, a- sorry we, we, I know we it's an unholy late hour where you are so we'll we'll keep this short but um what what are your feelings about what you've seen? Because of course you've gone face to face with stuff that is heavily censored or heavily minimised, uh, and and a lot of people aren't seeing it. You're seeing, of course, a side of Europe, if not a side of Germany, that is fairly ruthlessly repressed. Like now, you've got Merkel and Facebook making these laws where, like, massive fines if if what's loosely defined as whatever hate speech means in in. Um, Uh, in Europe and in Germany stays up and there's a lot of uh, collusion to keep this information as you wait. As you say, the internet is very tightly regulated, sort of Chinese communist style. What are your Mm -hmm. feelings or or sense of of foreboding regarding uh, I guess in this case, uh, we'll we'll continue the tour of Europe, but in this case uh, Germany, where do you see it's heading?
1: Well, first of all, I have to admit I feel um, unbelievably ignorant I would say and I don't mean that in a I like I I feel like I know so so much less about the world than I do and I mean that in a good way like I've learned how little I understood about Europe like how 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 much of a kind of skewed perception we have of Europe in the West and how little I understood how what what a crazy situation they were dealing with so I've learned a lot in the last little bit and I realize I need to spend a lot more time here to learn just how much the right is dealing with, uh, in Europe. And I plan on doing that. And I mean, it's, w- it's one thing to say, where, where is Germany headed? And another to say, where are they already at? Because I think they're already there. They're already at this kind of Orwellian state of, you will have your house destroyed if you're right wing. I, I couldn't live in Hamburg. I couldn't, if I lived in Hamburg, I, I don't think I'd be able to live there for a year and actually be alive. I honestly don't believe that. That's why you don't hear, I, I, you always wonder where are all the European YouTubers talking like us as freely as us? There are very few, but they would be harmed severely, like if they go out in the streets of Hamburg. so they're they're already there. it's It's not even a question of where's Germany headed. It's they already have extreme censorship they already have extreme migration coming and they already have extreme radical leftists the only place it can go from here is significantly worse on all of all of those three levels that i mentioned and those are the three things you have to worry about the radical leftists the mass migration and obviously islamization censorship uh government control it's It's madness. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm still flabbergasted by the whole thing. And I'm still, it's still difficult for me to even articulate uh, what was going down. And I, I would suggest interviewing some of the people that are actually living those situations, if they'd be willing. Last time I was in Germany, almost every single person I interviewed asked to have their face blurred. I almost uploaded my first video of having help being escaped from the back of the bar without the bar lady's face blurred. And I was horrified. I quickly went and I blurred it because I realized she could have the shit beat out of her. Sorry. Uh, for helping me out. Like that's, that's how crazy it is. Right.
0: Well, you know, in, in any conflict, the most dedicated and those willing to go to the most extremes generally win. Now, if, if the extremes are, you know, I'm going to have better evidence, I'm going to have better reasoning, I'm going to be more committed to my cause, then that is what's going, to be win, what's going to win. But if reason and evidence are kind of gone out of the window and it becomes sort of feral reptilian brain fight or flight dedication to your cause, then it seems, as you say, it's not like, well, the left might win. It's, well, they already have won. Now, the body of freedom may still be twitching, but that doesn't mean the heart is going to jump up again anytime soon.
1: I, I, man, you're making, you're forcing me to leave on such a sad note here. And I, I, I don't want to, but as soon as you've always got the course of empire that at least happens. And you can count on that when things get really, really bad in an area, eventually it creates strong men and those strong men create good times. And those good times create weak men and those weak men create bad times and the cycle continues. So At least we know if things do get worse, and as they continue to get worse, the hearts and the kind of the fight that we have uh, on the right will get stronger and people will get more united and people will be able to return things to
0: those good times. Well, of course, as long as as society as a whole can dangle a future in front of, in particular, young men, as long as they can say, oh, you know, we've got this great thing, you know, obey us or or obey the social rules and, you know, you'll get a career and you'll get a wife and you'll have kids and you'll have a great life and so on. But it seems to me that in Europe and in Germany in particular that way of molding the obedience of of young men is really beginning to fall apart and the moment that i think young men as a whole in germany recognize that they have no future then i think we will start to see some significant uh, pushback and again i always you know the reason we have these conversations is to try and keep it as peaceful as possible but my hope mm-hmm. for a peaceful solution uh, seems to diminish day by day and of course that is something we just have to to keep an eye on. So, uh, you know, stay safe. Thank you so much for the reporting that you're doing and and the enlightenment that you're bringing to people. Um, I I worry when you're in harm's way, but I'm glad to see you uh, in the relative safety uh, of London. And uh, thanks again so much. We'll put a link to your great book, which we didn't mention here below, but we'll give a link to your book and to your uh, your YouTube account, which is well worth everyone checking out, as well as your Twitter. Uh, Thanks so much, Lauren. I really, really appreciate your time tonight.
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me.